Welcome to today's episode of Hey Ashley J. My name is Ashley, and in this podcast, I'll be sharing my experience and explore topics as a 20-something Asian Canadian just trying to figure life out. Hey, 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 welcome to the second episode of the podcast. I genuinely believe that no one is actually listening to this right when it goes live, but in case someone is, for that one person out there, welcome back and thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And so today I am going to talk about something that a lot of people have probably talked about already, which is toxic positivity. But in this episode, I'm just here to talk about my personal experience with toxic positivity in the pandemic. And in case this is the first time that you've heard about it, let's discuss what toxic positivity is. So toxic positivity is when you're applying excessive optimism to all situations to the point where it becomes ineffective and it minimizes and invalidates any other emotion but positivity. So you've probably come across this at least once in your life. For example, you could be feeling bummed out about something and people will try to cheer you up by saying, hey, look on the bright side. And hey, I know that you're really sad, but things could have been so much worse. And they will say these things so that you stop dwelling on your negative emotions. And it's not to say that it's not the right thing to say ever, but not all situations can be solved with positivity at least right away. Uh, You have to make space for the person to dwell on how their situation sucks, and you have to let them know that their feelings of being upset are valid. And, you know, for example, due to the pandemic, layoffs have been happening with a lot of companies, and it left a lot of individuals unemployed and struggling to pay for rent and their cars and having food on the table. And, you know, that is a very stressful situation. And so don't tell your colleague, hey, I know you just lost your job, but at least you didn't lose a loved one to COVID because it is definitely not a helpful way to console them about losing their job. And you could just be there for them instead of saying something that's not helpful. But before I can talk about my pandemic experience, I just want to acknowledge how extremely privileged I am to still have a job that allowed me to work remotely most of the time and that I still live with my family, so I don't have to worry about losing my home or starving myself. I am aware that there's people who would definitely have it worse than I do, but if I'm constantly thinking of it that way, I would be never validating my feelings, which is very unhealthy. This is an aspect of toxic positivity that I actually hate because it does serious harm to other people's mental health. And so if someone is talking to you about how bummed out they're feeling during this pandemic, don't be that person that invalidates their experience by telling them that their life could be so much worse. It definitely doesn't help. And you can have a much healthier conversation if you don't say any of that. And so unless you've been living under a rock, you know that back in March, COVID-19 stopped the world and got everyone locking themselves down in their homes. Almost everything went remote, online, and we had no idea when this whole thing would end. I was an unfortunate 2020 graduate, and I had to complete the last three weeks of my degree online. I finished my degree within the first week of April, and I marked the end of it by submitting my last paper in bed at 11pm, which was a very anticlimactic way to end my four-year journey. 
I applied for jobs and internships outside of the city, which got me very excited because I've really wanted to try living in a city for a few months and just see how I can survive living on my own for the first time. But all of those opportunities got canceled, so that sucked. And to top it all off, I am still going through a breakup from back in December, and after pressing pause on processing it to finish my degree, the gates of hell broke the second I had nothing occupying my head anymore. So long story short, this year has been a lot. And if it wasn't obvious, the big negative of my pandemic experience has been my deteriorating mental health. You see, I had all of these big plans for myself, and these are things that I've been working on for years, and all of that disappeared like toot in the wind. So. I didn't handle that so well, and here's why. For most of what I can remember, I've always been goal-oriented. I had a plan for my future, and I always knew what I wanted my life to look like once I achieved X, Y, and Z. Honestly, I don't know what X, Y, and Z is anymore at this point, I've just learned to let it go. But here's the problem with what I was expecting back in the day, which was a few months ago, really. My expectations would only be met in one specific scenario where everything aligned, and I never thought about a backup plan if something were to go sideways. And of course, with the pandemic happening, which is unprecedented, a lot of things went sideways. And now that I've graduated and had nothing to do, I had a big issue stopping my brain from always turning and planning my next move. It took me months to stop being anxious about whether I had homework or not. My mind was constantly racing, and I was just looking for the next thing to do all the time. Even if the world stopped, the world on the digital level definitely didn't. So when I go on Instagram and other social media platforms, there's videos and posts of people that's still trying to continue to hustle from home, and you know they're making sure that they didn't become couch potatoes even if they're at home all day. Now that we all have this free time, we can, you know, do the things on the list of things that we want to do, but we didn't really have much time for. And it's really funny because out of all of the horrible things that this pandemic has given us, we have found the silver lining and now we have the flexibility of what we can do with our time. And the big dilemma now is what are we going to do with all that time? I asked myself this question, and here's what I did. Well, I started off the pandemic doing nothing, which is very ironic because my issue was that I had nothing to do, but we'll get to that in a bit. So yeah, I cried a few times in a month about everything going wrong. I played an unhealthy amount of Animal Crossing. I was on it for at least like six to eight hours every single day. It was crazy. I baked a lot of cookies, and I finally got enough sleep after what seems years of lacking rest. I even went on Zoom to attend online fitness classes to get a sense of my normal pre-COVID routine, just to I can feel something. However, after a few months, the motivation to do any of those things just totally died. I stopped building my Animal Crossing island, making and eating chocolate cookies, every single week became very unhealthy and I didn't make an effort to work out anymore because I felt lazy. But 
even if I was unmotivated to do all of those things, I knew I wanted to feel that spark again to do something. And so after being a sack of potatoes, doing nothing but potatoing, I thought, hey, I haven't done anything remotely creative in a while, so I should jump into it again. So I tried to do that. I was doodling on my iPad. I was watching design videos, watching design conferences, doing online design courses, running down ideas for fun projects, but that didn't spark anything for me. I still, fe- un- I still felt unmotivated and I wasn't excited, but I still felt that pressure to do something with my time. And because of that, I was really hopeless and I started to spiral. Now that I've graduated, I was overthinking about whether the path that I chose was the right one, if I'm even happy with what I'm doing, if this was my purpose, or if I'm meant for something else and I don't know what it is yet and I'm wasting my time. Being in this state of uncertainty was so uncomfortable and I hated that I didn't know where my life was going. I hated that I wasn't making good use of my free time that I probably wouldn't get again once the world opened up. My goals always seem to have only one method to get there, and if it looks any different, I would consider it a failure. But what I really learned from just doing nothing and spiraling and being sad about it is that it's only failure if I don't keep trying. And I've thought of it as hiking up a peak. There's so many ways that you could reach reach a summit. So I shouldn't get discouraged if one way isn't working out for me because there's a different way that I didn't think of yet and it would still get me to where I need to be. And that thought has always gotten me through times where I start crapping on myself and I start feeling like a failure. And, you know, I, I'm still going through it. I'm st- I still get sad. Like, it's, it's October now, and, you know, I really hoped at this point, like, I would have a job, and I would be starting my career and starting my life, but, you know, I'm in my family home just doing nothing, and I just feel so useless, and it, it really gets me down at times. But, you know, after many venting sessions with my friends and after many journal entries of expressing everything that I feel, I'd like to think that I'm more comfortable now with letting go of the things that are outside of my control. The thing is, we can't ever go back to our regular life because the state of the world is not the same and it's never going to be the same. This whole year has been so overwhelming, so It's okay to do nothing and just take time to process things. It's okay to embrace the sadness and give it a home instead of turning it away every time it knocks on your door. And honestly, doing nothing did a lot for me. I learned a lot by making space for my sadness. It allowed me to look deep within myself and to really be brutally honest about what's making me unhappy. You know, I realized my past relationship that I tried so hard to keep gave me a lot of anxiety most of the time, and it wasn't even a safe space for me anymore. I learned that my journey won't look like what I envisioned in my head all the time, and that's okay. I learned 
that I should just trust the process to embrace the unknown and have faith in the fact that what's meant for me will come and it will stay. You see, I wouldn't have made all of those realizations if I kept distracting myself by being productive in a way that didn't serve me. Like, sure, I didn't knit a whole blanket or start a whole side business for extra income, but doing nothing has really allowed me to feel more like myself than I've ever been before, and that's way more important than doing a whole bunch of nonsense. And so, I know this is a really short episode, but I feel like I can't really touch on more on this experience because, quite frankly, we're still in the said pandemic i kind of feel like i'm talking about this as if this is like a long time ago back in the day but you know we're still going through it we don't know what the next two months of 2020 are going to bring us it could literally blow up and we don't know and so yeah thank you so much for listening to me be vulnerable about how I'm going you know it's not really a I was sad and now I'm good and I'm happy like I think I've just learned to be okay about not being okay and people say it all the time but you always have to constantly say this to yourself because I feel like we've normalized sucking it up and being okay when faced with adversities and just you know, things like tough situations. You're weak if you start crying about it and you start feeling down. Like, it's okay. There's no manual on to win tough situations like this. We're all just doing our best in trying to survive it. And, you know, if you your survival looks like you got out of bed today, even if you did nothing the whole day, you got out of bed and you should be proud of yourself you know, take care of yourselves. I think that's a really big takeaway. More than ever, take care of yourselves. I think that with everyone being at home so often now, we have more time to sit with our feelings and really get vulnerable with ourselves and take that as an opportunity to really grow because, you know, once everything opens up again and everyone starts getting busy again, we won't get this kind of opportunity to really self-reflect. And hopefully, you know, you start implementing self-reflecting in your life even when things get busy again because there's always something to improve on and we could all still definitely learn more and we definitely don't know everything regardless of how old we are. And so yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope that next time you'll tune in again next Tuesday. I've decided that I will release every Tuesday. And so yeah, I'll see you in the next one. See ya.